Hello, my beautiful friends. Good morning. Welcome back to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast. My name is Heather, and this is the 40th episode of the show. 40. We did it. Um, Okay, so today we're going to be talking about uh, energetic sovereignty. So, you know, I spoke in the... um, in the monthly forecast last week, was it last week, that the like the energetic theme for September really is about building, cultivating resilience. And I feel one of the biggest ways to, for us right now to like build and cultivate this resilience, it is all about figuring out um, where we've given our sovereignty away to other people. And it's also a lot about healing karmic karmic patterns, karmic codependent patterns. And so much of this is going to be related to the emotional solar plexus in human design. Um, And beyond that, like we're going to go into a lot anyway. So one thing I wanted to mention before we get into the episode, there are actually two things that I want to mention before I get into the episode. The first thing is, is that I'm recording this um, intro after I've recorded the episode, which is the first time I've ever done this. And maybe this is a good idea because I can kind of add in any disclaimers, things I forgot to clarify, um, whatever, at the start after I've actually known what I'm going to ramble about for the next, you know, 30 minutes or whatever. So maybe this is the way I'm going to do it from now on, hopefully, let's hope. Uh, But one thing I realized is that I bring up um, Dolores Cannon's work and, you know, kind of what her work focuses on, but I never actually spoke about who she is and how she sort of reaches that that work. So Dolores Cannon is a hypno hypnotist, a hypnotherapist, essentially. And she has been doing it for decades, but what happened is she sort of, as she started to work the client, she developed her own method and it's called the quantum hypnosis healing technique or something along those lines. Basically it uses quantum physics to take her clients to any point in their past, present, future lives, um, to meet any version of their higher selves, any aspect of their energetic body, um, any interdimensional versions of themselves, their soul, their spirit, their purest essence of source, whatever it is that they need right in that instant across any timeline uh, for their healing and for their what they need to know in that moment. And basically what has ha- the the part of her work that I make reference to in this episode is from a book that she's written called, oh God, I should really learn to write books down before I start episodes, but it's called, oh yeah, it's called The Three Waves of Volunteers and New Earth. And she sort of started seeing clients in the sort of from, I think it's about 2005 onwards, almost every single client that came to her, their higher selves would sort of take them to past life memories from other planets. So again, you know, I guess this is kind of like a precursor. This episode does get kind of out there at points, but it's fun and we're all friends here. We can... um we can explore other planets and the potentiality of other dimensions and interdimensional beings together, right? Okay. So, um, yeah, basically you like read this book. It's so fascinating. Um, but basically from this, she's figured out or she's, you know, worked out that there are three specific waves of 
volunteers, like star child volunteers, uh, who have been coming forth to the earth since 1945. And why 1945? I get into it in the rest of this episode. Um, and incarnating as human beings to help clear the karmic human collective so that we can evolve as a planet into 5D consciousness. So that is who Dolores Cannon is and where she gets this information. Uh, her clients channel it and she writes it down and sort of keeps a record on it. And all of her books, she has a ton of books. I've only read the one. I would love to read more. Apparently the convoluted universe is really good too. If anyone is familiar with her work and, you know, has a specific book recommendation, then please hit me up. Let me know what should I read next. But yeah, that's just a bit of background. The other exciting announcement is that I, okay, so I mean, so beautiful, but a couple of different beautiful humans over the last, I think even just the last two weeks it has been, have both said, you know, do you have a Patreon account? I'd like to contribute to your work. And truth be told, I did have a Patreon for about 12 hours and it just like back when I first started the podcast and it just felt so clunky in my body. It did not feel good. It didn't feel like something I wanted to do. I didn't find Oh, I know. And, you know, this is not anything against Patreon. Again, like I know people have awesome feelings with it, do really well with it. To me, like the platform itself, I don't know, something that didn't feel good about it inside my body. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, that's fine. I don't really want it right now. Um, but, you know, it is so heartwarming and humbling that people would like to support my work and I do put a lot of effort and love into this podcast so I would really appreciate it if people do um want to contribute to the running of this podcast in some way shape or form and so I've created a couple of different options the first is I just have a donate link so if you do want to buy me a chai um or a new book or whatever you can just click the link and you know just donate straight to me a dollar, two dollars, whatever. It all means the absolute world to me. And again, I expect nothing. Um, it just is so touching that people actually want to, uh, make a donation to this work. But the other option, um, I have created a, it's, I guess it's kind of like just a Patreon in that I'm going to be adding extra episodes every month. Um, but I've decided to do it on my website. So I guess it's kind of like a membership site, but it's not because this is again, um, goes back to what I spoke about last week about finding your own energetic resonance with your pricing and the way that you set up your business. So I spoke about, you know, moving my business into Australian dollars rather than having it do us dollars. But you know, a lot of membership sites, the thing is you have to make a monthly payment. And for me, I was like, oh, everybody else does it that way. But again, it just feels really clunky in my body. It doesn't feel good. I know I've signed up for membership sites before and, you know, by the third or fourth payment, I've completely, like, I just kind of dread the payment because I'm like, I, I'm not using this as much as I thought I would or whatever. Um, and yeah, it just didn't feel good to me to have a membership, like recurring payment. And then I looked around and I was like, oh, no one else is doing it the way I want to do it. But then, and we're going to get into this reclamation of energetic sovereignty in this episode, I was like, just because nobody else had done it the way that I want to create this membership site doesn't mean I cannot. And so basically what we're going to do is every month I'm going to be adding, and it's 
it's the new paradigm new paradigm collective that's it's like working name that's what it's called for now new paradigm collective every month i'm going to be adding at least two new ep- like two bonus episodes so in addition to these podcast episodes that i put out um and instead so you just you know you can get instant access to it with a once off amount and instead of this being like a reoccurring amount again you pay it once but as the um amount of content on there increases then the price is going to go up so you know not every month but maybe like every three four months I will put the price up a little bit to reflect the content in there and this is something that I was like wow that actually feels a lot better in my body than the thought of a you know getting people on these six month reoccurring payments or whatever it's like now you can feel free to drift in drift out as you like there's no reoccurring payment to worry about you're paid you're sorted come in and out as you want of this um new paradigm collective it's always going to be there it's always going to be open to you um but as i am putting more and more content in there the price is going to raise in uh, like to kind of reflect that. And that just feels like a lot better for me. So anyway, all that to be said, again, I, I'm really, really fascinated by this concept of energetic pricing, energetic resonance with your pricing, um, intuitive pricing too right now. So, you know, that's something that I'm exploring in my own business right now. Anyway. Yes. Uh, so we have, I wanted to have two episodes on there for the launch. It is live now. You can go get these two bonus episodes. Um, good to go. Uh, the starting off price, the founding members price is just $11 Australian. Um, and you will have lifetime access to all the future bonus content that I put in there, at least two episodes a month and probably more because I'm just bursting with ideas right now. And I just have, I need a channel for them. Um, yeah. Uh, so there is, what did we do? We've got a, my simplified way of understanding any incarnation cross. That's one of the, the starting episodes that I have in there. And also a one called the reclamation of sovereignty and the spleen center in human design, which is kind of going to be like the other half of what we talk about today, which is the reclamation of energetic sovereignty and the solar plexus center. So again, I'm going to link that in the show notes. If you want to sign up, I would love to have you be part of this kind of more intimate um, bonus content. And yeah, I'm not quite sure how it's going to grow, how it's going to change. I would love to eventually do more like live things so I can kind of get on and answer your questions about your chart, answer your questions about your your family's chart, your partner's chart, your business's chart. Um you know, any kind of human design, astrology, uh, living your best life, being authentic questions that you may have. But for now, it's just going to be a couple of extra episodes every month because that feels better to me than Patreon. But I would love anybody who can support the podcast in this particular way. So I think that is all that I want to say on that. Um, I love you guys so much and let's get into the episode. So I have my little notes here, as I do for most episodes, um, just so I stay on as on track as I possibly can without um, going down too many rabbit holes, but starting today. So we're talking about this solar plexus. So 
just before going into it, I'll give you a little bit of a rundown um, of kind of the gist, I guess, of the direction this conversation that I'm having with myself um, is going to go today. But basically, okay, so, you know, when you look at your human design chart and, you know, I've spoken about this before, so whatever, just give me a chance to rehash it um, for those who haven't kind of heard me talk about it. When you look at your human design chart, you see it is it is this kind of graph of a bunch of different energy centers, um, nine energy centers, these weird little squares, shapes, so, uh, not circles, triangles, etc., um, that sort of f- create a general human shape. So they can be related to, and because human design is an integration of a bunch of different systems, um, the energy centers are the part of human design that can be related to the Hindu chakra system. So then you think about, you know, if you have that kind of yoga background or even if you've just looked into it, the chakra system, the one that we're sort of taught that is thousands of years old, um, it only has seven energy centers uh, and a lot of them correspond. But then in human design, there are these couple of other weird random energy centers that don't necessarily correspond to a specific chakra um and that's the the g center and the um spleen so basically what happened a few hundred years ago uh human human beings underwent mutation transmutation whatever you want to call it it sounds scary but it's not scary all they're basically saying is that we sort of we evolved spiritually in a certain sense. We evolved physically, we evolved mentally, emotionally, etc. And our energy became too intense, too light, too filled with um, this, this like cosmic power, so to speak, that two of the energy centers actually mutated, split and into two separate ones. So the solar plexus that we see in the classic seven centered um, chakra system that split into a solar plexus also called the emotional center in human design and the spleen and the heart in the seven centered system try saying that five times fast that split into the g center and the heart or ego center so we became these nine-centered energy beings. And as we move forward in 2027, that is said to or like prophesized to be the time when the solar plexus chakra is actually going to mutate again um, into another two and we're going to become 11-centered energy beings. And so I don't know, yeah, even a year ago, I think, reading through that specific prophecy, I was like, what, like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I don't understand, you know. Um, yes, energy is feeling quite, was feeling quite intense then, but then looking forward to now and just how I'm feeling now and like everything that's going on in the world and everything that you can kind of feel energetically going on in the world, I'm like, ah, oh, yep, something is coming. And yeah, so what we're going to be speaking about today is the specific solar plexus chakra. So The in the seven centered, um, seven centered energy center, um, chakra system, the solar plexus, it's sort of known, um, in that line of thought, it's said to be the seat of personal power. So it is the internal sun, it's our internal, like, solar body, 
um, where our sense of purpose, our sense of uh, go get them, our ability to make things happen, our sovereignty, our personal sovereignty, that's massive, that lives inside there. Um, and our purpose, our sense of purpose in life, what drives us, that ability to keep showing up, keep showing up. So that all lives inside. And, you know, I said in the forecast, the monthly forecast last week, that this month's energetic theme, it really is about building, cultivating resilience to continue showing up even when you get knocked down. Things will get tough, but we are learning to build resilience. That is what we're going through. And so it definitely feels appropriate that today we are speaking about uh, this energy center, which is all about drive, purpose, and continuously like plugging into your own sense of sovereignty, even when everything else around you is kind of trying to knock you down. Um, finding that personal sense of purpose that you can keep tuning back into, even when, I don't know, the world around you outside is chaos, or even when nobody else believes in your specific sense of purpose and so on. You know, it's finding that from within that personal inner sun within. So that's what we're going to be speaking about today. So why then do we now call the solar plexus uh, the emotional center? Well, I want to first think about what do you think takes, look at everybody on the planet how many people are plugged into their own sense of autonomy, their own sense of sovereignty, how many people actually have a strong sense of resilience, how many people are plugged into their sense of purpose, how many people live from that centre of their belly, that fire in their belly that says this is why I do this and this is why I don't do this, Um, how many people can maintain healthy boundaries, et cetera, et cetera, not many. So this specific energy centre, it is like when we're looking at it from the seven chakra point of view, it needs a lot of work. Oh, whatever. It's, it's filled with a lot of gunk. That's one of my favorite ways of speaking about the energy centers. We need to, um, we're working on learning how to live from it in a more healthy way for the entire human collective. And those of you tuning in right now, yes, we are probably, you know, ahead of the game. We're actually you know, switched on to this, you're listening to this, so you're willing to tune in, do the healing necessary, and we'll do it for the entire human race. Because the more of us that reclaim our own sense of autonomy, other people are going to see you and be like, oh my God, look at her. Or like, look at him or look at them. They're so shiny. They know who they are. They don't take no for an answer. And they say no with power. Um, They say no with love. They say no with respect. I want to do that. The more that you show up for yourself, yourself, the more that you give other people permission to do the same thing. Um, so why then, like, what is this this connection? So what I want to do now is link the reason that, you know, we're all feeling so everybody on the planet has so much gunk within this center to the two energy centers that it split off into. So the solar plexus of Hindu chakra system split off into the emotional solar plexus and the spleen. So the spleen, which is not the one that we're going to be speaking to today, but I wanted to bring it up. This is the center in which our instinctual fears reside within the body. The ancient fears of all of humankind um, have sort of taken root in the spleen because it is so instinctual, it's so intuitive, but often you know, throughout human history, because it hasn't, the earth has been a dense, messy, 
dark, sometimes really, really tricky place to live. You know, there's wars, famines, etc. It hasn't been easy. So the spleen has become the <clears throat> the intuitive part of the body has become attuned to fear. It's its natural response to everything going on outside because it wants to survive. And all that lives within the spleen. And so this is the fear that sort of holds us back and clamps down and puts a real damper on that personal inner sun that prevents our power, that holds us back from standing up for ourselves because it's that fear, those fears that live inside the spleen, the fears like, what will people say? I will die. Um, what if I'm not good enough, et cetera, et cetera. It's all these specific fears that, you know, continuously run around in our heads that keep pushing down the, the flames that burn within, the fire that burns within. The sense of purpose can be so easily pushed down because these instinctual fears are louder. And they're just louder because they've always been there. They're so prevalent in the human psyche um, and the human collective energy field too that, you know, we can't really escape from them. The only thing to do is to kind of go through them and work through them and figure them out. Okay. But again, the spleen is not what I want to go into deeply today. So I'm going to try and avoid going down that rabbit hole. So that's one part. Uh, the other energy center that the solar plexus split off to into is still called the solar plexus in human design. Um, but it specifically, um, respond, uh, like is speaking about our emotional center. So our personal emotional body sort of resides within this energetic body. Uh, it's depending on whether you have it defined or undefined, you're either going to sort of be more taking in the emotions of the world around you or you're going to have your own specific emotional wave. Um, but as a, as a general, like as a whole, as a collective, as a whole, this is where the, the gunky emotions of all of humanity live right now. So every single emotion that you can possibly think of, it exists within this emotional center inside your body. Some are going to be more intense than others for every single specific person, you know. So you might have a lot of anger that you feel you're holding on to, or there might be um, a lot of repressed joy too. Like the issue is, is um, much like the fears of the spleen, because the earth has for the last like you know tens of thousands of years been a not very nice place to live we have collected all these gunky emotions that have stored up created this almost like this sludge this energetic sludge inside the solar plexus that we are all kind of um here to work out okay and so this is where i'm gonna get you know a bit weird so you can just keep an open mind but we, human beings, the actual origin, like, okay, so, you know, I've been speaking a little bit more about star seeds lately, and this is something we're going to go into a little bit now, a little bit now. So just keep an open mind and, you know, see how you feel and respond to this information. We're not going to get super out there or super weird, but this is from the reading that I have explored and what I've just sort of sensed for myself feels correct. Humans as a whole, the like the classic humans, they're so caught up, they've gathered so much karma, it's gotten to a point where human humans had sort of gathered so much karma that they were continuously 
And by karma, I just mean the patterns that you live in one life that you tend to bring forth into the next life over and over and over again. So this is like, this is what the, um, the branch of astrology that I work through evolutionary astrology says, it says Pluto and the nodal axis. That is where we spot the karma of the chart, the past life karma of the chart that the specific person has come to work through. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, all this karma has been accumulated and what has happened for the past however many thousand years, because there's so much karma accumulated, human beings, they can't see a different way. They just keep living the same karmic patterns over and over and over again. They, they've sort of lost that ability to evolve. And so what happened is out in outer space, out in the galaxy, a call went out. And if you have read Dolores Cannon's work, and I'm going to be speaking more about this on the podcast because it's so fascinating, but this is where, I don't know, some people will be like, what are you talking about? Basically, in 1945, when the first atomic bomb went off, that was felt all over the universe. And other beings in the universe were like, well, if, you know, Earth has now dangerously discovered the power to obliterate the earth and that can't happen because the the balance of the universe will be thrown off and so a call went out and basically they asked for volunteers they said okay earth is in trouble um darkness is ruling darkness has gotten its hands on this dangerous technology which could completely overthrow and destroy the entire universe and throw off the balance of the universe um it's gotten into the wrong hands who of us, like the more, the higher frequency energy beings of the universe, aliens, etc., um, interdimensional beings, angels, whatever you want to refer to them as, just think of them how is comfortable for you. And a bunch of volunteers signed up. They said, me, this is important. I'm willing to go. And what these beings were going to do is that because they haven't collected the same amount of karma that, you know, human beings that were living on, that are living on earth, for all their past lives had, they sort of come in with fresh slates so that they can then take on the karma of a family line and other specific um, karma of communities or different um, cultures that they choose to take on. And then they are able to break those karmic patterns and heal for the collective so that human beings can evolve, can sort of... um, move into higher frequencies, can move into the 4D, 5D dimensions from the 3D, which is, you know, where we were for those thousands and thousands and thousands of years up until 1945 when this shift started happening. So hopefully I didn't lose too many people there. Um, and this this is what we call starseeds. So starseeds are souls from other dimensions whose soul origins are, you know, star systems. So you may have heard of like the Pleiadians, the Syrians, and so on. Um, they can come from other planets. So there are Venusian starseeds. There are Martian starseeds. Um, and, you know, there are starseeds that come directly from the sun, uh, etc. And they don't have the same karmic loops as humans, but we take on the karmic loops that we choose to heal for the collective. <clears throat> so it is very interesting. And I do want to speak more about this. And, you know, I'm sure that some of you listening have sort of had your ears prick up and be like, mm, 
that sounds like something I would do. That sounds like something I had done. Um, And these individuals, part of the agreement when you decide to come down to earth and clear these collective patterns is you agree to kind of forget where you come from. Because if you remember that you've come from this planet or place or star system that is just pure love all the time, and then you are thrown into the 3D density of Earth and there's all this war, there's pain, there's famine, there are people like shouting things at you, you're getting bullied in school, Um, you know, you're you're, you're abused by your parents, you're expected to, I don't know, whatever it is parents expect of their children, you're going to want to go home and you're not going to last on Earth very long because you're going to say, well, why would I be here? Why did I come here? And so you kind of forget. This is just my personal interpretation too of why we forget. There are a few different ideas about why we forget where we come from, but this is what what I interpret it as. We have to forget because if we come in remembering, we're not going to be able to fulfill our mission. And this life journey becomes about remembering and waking up to it so that you can then fulfill the the karmic contracts, the karmic agreements that you came in to break for the human collective. And so the, yeah, I feel like that's all I'm going to speak to on that at this particular moment, but we will go into it deeper in the future. Um, okay, so the actual feelings of the solar plexus, like this is what we're saying. So we've all... I'm, I'm going to, you know, go ahead and guess that a lot of people listening to this podcast are starseeds where you specifically actively remember it or not. Um, but if you have a desire to heal, to, you know, change the world, if you sort of meet the world with this, well, why don't people just understand if you just loved each other, stuff would be a lot easier. That is like starseed indicators. Um, and so in the solar plexus, there there are all these gunky emotions gathered and we're taking them on and we are here to hear them for the collective. So what has been happening for the last 70, 80 years since 1945 and these, you know, newer souls started uh, popping up all over, earth, all over earth, shall we say, is that the collective karmic cachet of the earth is being cleared. People often don't realise what they're doing while we're doing this okay and you know like I said because we forget our mission when we come to earth we're going to be drawn to healing our stuff but we might not necessarily 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 know why that's what we're doing but you know so think of every single healing session every therapy session every reiki session every personal develop every personal development book purchased every like shadow work, every meditation, every person who makes it through their addiction, um, every person who forgives their mother or their father, every person who forgives themselves, like every single yoga class, every full moon circle, every emotional trigger that comes up and you or somebody else, you know, faces it head on and with love. All of this that's been going on and just intensifying. Think of how popular this whole, like that whole industry is right now. It is an industry. Um, All of that is clearing the collective emotional gunk in the human energetic field. And as we clear it, you know, there's room for more love. There's more room for more joy, more light to filter in. And then more and more light filters in. And as it does, the more obvious the darkness that 
exists on Earth, exists on the 3D density of Earth, uh, the, the more obvious that darkness becomes because the light gets into all the little crevices that couldn't be accessed before, um, you know, that was so much easier to hide before there was all these people who have sort of, sort of lightened, we've lightened our loads so much that we can spot darkness so much easier because it doesn't, it stands out. It stands out like a sore thumb. Um, and, you know, think of how many people are doing and have been doing all those things I listed above, you know. We've been conditioned to believe that taking time for our healing is selfish. We're conditioned to put everything before our healing and only take time when we have time. When everything else is done, we're told that, you know, if you want to change the world, you have to be doing things for other people. You have to be out there. You know, you have to be of service. You have to be giving, et cetera, et cetera. We're told that if we want to change the world, we have to, yeah, be doing things for other people. And this is just not true. The best way to be of service to the collective and the first and foremost way to be of service to the collective and part of what we as starseeds intended in, like by coming here, is to do our own healing. Because that healing we do sends these powerful like shock shockwaves of karmic clearing back across all timelines of the earth. It frees human beings in our community and in our family line. Um, so, you know, all this ancestral genetic healing that's been so trendy over the last two years, that has been some powerful stuff. And that is the only reason the energy is like what it is on Earth right now. There is so much light filtering in across all, like all times of the past, so much from pain from the past that has been holding us back, has been cleared, that it's shaking the very foundations upon which this earth kind of exists. Um, so, you know, all of that, it, it frees human beings in our community and in our family line who, who have the same emotional patterns. Our healing makes it easier for other people to heal. The first person to break a codependent habit, like ever in the world, they had it really tough. They were the absolute trailblazer. But now we see how possible it is. We see and we feel and we know that we will be supported when we do so because we've seen it done and we felt it done through so many other people. The energetic um, the energetic field of the world has been cleared hugely for this particular pattern. More and more people are kind of clearing these patterns every day. The codes to healing these codependent patterns, they exist many times over inside the human collective. And so we can just plug into, like kind of plug in those codes and heal ourselves. Like when we choose to, when we truly take that personal power and choose to. And so this is where we link it, you know, back to our solar plexus chakra, that sense of personal power using this nice segue of codependency. Okay. So codependency, when we let other people determine our worthiness like our worthiness of doing what we know that we want to do, that is codependent. So when we need and seek others' approval, when we get that feeling of feeling punched in the gut, okay, so you know that there's that correlation between the solar plexus, our emotions, and the gut. So when we get that feeling of being punched in the gut, when somebody tells us that our idea sucks, uh, that we would you know, not two minutes ago, so excited and feeling so lit up about. And then we decide, oh, you know, they they say something and we get that feeling in our gut of like, oh, you know, okay, 
I'm just going to crawl into bed and not do it actually because, yeah, they're probably right. My idea sucks. That is codependency. That's giving our power away. The seat of our sovereignty. Sovereignty lies in our emotional solar plexus and lies in our capacity to be okay with being disliked, with being insulted, with other people not sharing our excitement for, you know, the purpose that we've found. And the more that we heal through facing criticism head on, the more we clear the way for other people to do the same. Like how good does it feel when you see, uh, you know, somebody that you love standing up and following their deepest call, following their passion and believing themselves even when the haters are attacking. We're so drawn to that in humans. Um, You know, and yeah, not just people that we love. Like we're, we're so drawn to that in general when we see anybody standing up and, you know, following that, that call, that personal power call, despite people saying, oh, you know, I don't agree with what you do um, or you do it wrong. Why don't you do it like this? Let me show you how to do it. Yeah, we're drawn to that. And it's so magnetic to us, people who are living from their internal sun, their power, their sovereignty, it's magnetic. And when we choose to do that, we send these powerful healing ripples through the earth, through the collective human psyche and across all timelines, back through the past and into the future. We cha- we literally change the story for the people who come after us. We change the story for our children. We enable more and more people to choose sovereignty because the energetic pattern of codependency and feeling like a failure if somebody doesn't like your work, it's being cleared. Basically, we need to stop being controlled um, and letting our actions, okay, so this solar plexus, it's, it speaks to our action. It speaks to our ability to actually put words on paper. You know, you have the idea or you get that urge to do something. What's the next step that all lives inside the solar plexus? Uh, that combination of the spleen and the emotional solar plexus that I sort of touched upon at the start of the episode, all that lives within there. And we need to stop letting our power our sense of personal power be dictated by our emotional response to other people's views on us. That is what this is all about. So I'll break that down a little bit um, because that's like the takeaway message is other people are always going to have their opinions. And the more that we do do this clearing healing work, you know, it's intensifying. Never before has it been more important to face your triggers head on um, and clear, continue to clear that that cachet um yeah but there there are there are always going to be people who disagree with what you want to do the way you want to do it the way you draw those trees the way you I don't know made that banana bread someone's going to say oh you know you probably shouldn't do it like that you should do it like this or um ah you know do you really think you should put blueberries in banana bread that's a bit weird okay obviously weird examples but my brain isn't working right now but you know what I mean there's always going to be someone who says you're doing it wrong and so our personal power isn't taken away by them saying we do it wrong our personal power is taken away by our emotional response to what they say about us so somebody could say to me oh you know you really shouldn't put blueberries in banana bread and I could be like okay, and just do whatever I want to do anyway and make the banana bread however I want to make it. Or someone could say to me, um, oh, you know, you really shouldn't put blueberries in banana bread. And I could be like, 
emotionally impacted by that. I could feel punched in the gut because I could be like, oh, you know, I just really wish people would like the way that I make this banana bread. I wish that people would agree with it. I wish that people would give me the appreciation I deserve. I wish people would be so mean to me and bully me about this banana bread. Um, and it really hurts the way they speak about it. So do you know what? I'll probably just do it the way they told me to because then I'll get the love and appreciation I deserve. And so I'm giving away my personal power, not to the viewpoint, but to my emotional response to the viewpoint. So I hope that makes sense because that's that's kind of the key takeaway here. I mean, there are maybe lots of key takeaways. I feel like we've traveled different dimensions just in this episode, but you know what I'm saying. So I think that's it. I think that's the point. I wanted to make. Again, it's hard to remember when I start, you know, talking about all this timeline stuff because I really just started letting myself speak more openly about this weirder stuff that I'm into. Um, and so what I want to do is I want to try and talk about this stuff, this starseed stuff, this, this alien interdimensional stuff in a way that you guys can actually use the information like we did today, like using it to reclaim your personal power in the world and to clear the human collective. Um, so yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, we're going to get weird, but so I love you so much sending you all the love, all the power to stand in your center this week and say, no, I do not choose to be controlled by my emotional response to other people's opinions of me anymore. Just notice where it comes up. Notice if, you know, by saying that some specific, you might get some specific like triggers coming up this week. Um, cause the universe is going to listen. If you make a statement like that, the universe is going to be like, all right, cool. Let's clear this once and for all. Um, all right. So if you haven't left a rating review on iTunes yet would mean the absolute world to me. Um, come play on Instagram because meeting all my fellow star children makes my heart grow a million sizes and otherwise have a ridiculously beautiful week. I love you lots and goodbye. <laughs>